0: Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Bully Pew Podcast brought to you by Protestia.com and all of the troublemakers that work at Protestia and, of course, our wonderful and intrepid patron supporters who financially support the work being done here. You can stay tuned to Protestia, of course, for all the latest in Christian polemics and discernment news, insightful commentary, um, scathing uh, serrated edge uh, <laughs> uh, kind of rebukes from time to time, and hopefully uh, hear some insight and and analysis that you wouldn't hear at other places. And that's kind of what I want to talk about on this episode of the Bully Pew Podcast, this idea of uh, brand building or having a, a unique voice in the conversation. It's something that we very much endeavor to do because... Uh, really, if if you're just going to turn on the Bully Pew podcast or protest it tonight or pull up one of our articles and hear or read the same thing that you see everywhere else, we're not really adding a lot of value um, to the conversation. There, you know, there is value certainly in um, in promoting or in amplifying. The uh, work and analysis um, that is being done at other ministries, certainly, and um, supporting the work that they're doing when we can. But um, suffice it to say, there are there are a lot of uh, online and uh, you know digital Christian ministries doing uh, work in this or other related fields, and it's, it it creates a. It creates a situation where there is, um, I guess we would call it friendly competition, because as I've said uh, more times than I can count, everybody only has 24 hours, every person only has 24 hours in the day. And so every minute that um, you are listening to, even at you know, one and a half speed or whatever to save time, every minute you're listening to the Bully Pew podcast or reading one of our articles, uh, you know listening or watching Protestia tonight, you're not listening to or watching other programming. And so not only is that a humbling thing for us, knowing that you are spending your um, precious finite time um, with us, Versus other ministries that are very good, plenty of great ministries, um, plenty of um, solid biblical voices online. Not only is that a humbling thing for us, but also um, it's it's a little bit, it, it's a little bit of a responsibility. It feels like a heavy responsibility sometimes because I don't want to waste your time, and and yet at the same time there are things that I I know we need to say. Uh, repeatedly I'm hoping that this program doesn't become um, something that you've heard me talk about before but I want to I want to open up the topic a little bit by describing you know what brought this to the front again or what you know what what motivated me to discuss this idea of online ministry brand building and having that unique voice and whatnot so a few days ago some of you might have seen i discussed it on protestia tonight um, a couple days ago uh, kevin de young the reverend kevin de young uh, published an article being critical of what he called the moscow mood which is you know, in reference to doug wilson's um, christ church in moscow idaho and his his sort of unique brand of um I don't think, I I, I don't want to use this word uh, pejoratively, but his pugnacious brand of uh, post-millennial Presbyterianism and and culture warring, um, most of which uh, we would be very much in alignment with, uh, but Kevin DeYoung releases uh, or publishes this article talking about um, this Moscow mood and uh, referencing how... um, it's, he, he thinks that the mood or the appeal or the reason why especially young men of a reformed bent would be attracted to it is because of the the style or because of the the combativeness or because of um the attitude more than the theology and while i think that that's there's there is some truth to that for sure and i think now i mean i would argue there's there's quite a bit of truth to that um it, it it bugged me that he didn't really even attempt to address theological differences between um, Doug Wilson and the the Moscow camp and um, other um, expressions of Reformed Christianity because that's really what we're trying to get down to in the end. Yes, there is a discussion to be had about strategy. There is a discussion to be had about the the method and methods and mode with which we engage the conversation, the way that we. Um, the differences in how we might interact with people who are, you know, all the way on the, the scale of, you know, say from being apostate, being false teachers, all the way to being 100% in agreement and alignment with us on everything. And that room in the middle where we have people that we we consider brothers or sisters in Christ and we we have determined to treat them as such, and yet there are disagreements that are worth having. There are challenges and arguments that are worth having. We put... Um, over here at Protestia, we put uh, you know Doug Wilson and the, and the Moscow guys in in that camp. Not only because you know personally, um, and I don't want to speak for everybody that's ever done work with Protestia, but personally, I obviously have some pretty strong doctrinal um, and, and uh, methodological uh, ecclesiological uh, disagreements with Doug Wilson and the and the Moscow boys. Um, but even even, you know, to the point of taking some issue with some of the ways that they do things. And, you know, if, if I'm going to err on the side of either being um, a little too aggressive versus being um, um, a little too passive or a little too soft, I'm always going to err on the side of being a little bit more aggressive because I, I really believe that the evangelical conversation has gone the way of softness. And, you know, where people are unwilling to say things and they're unwilling to to point out clear error and they're pulling their punches. So I, I'm always going to be on the side of erring towards, um, uh, you know, punching things out and and being aggressive with the way that we that we discuss things. And, and honestly, that does promote, um, I would argue, promote mature Christian discourse, believe it or not. It seems paradoxical to say that, hey. Being quick to quick to punch and and um, pointed with our words and maybe aggressive with the way that we approach things is is actually the mature thing to do because we've been told our whole entire lives we've been told um you know i'm 42 years old and i've been told my entire life in the christian church that the most christ-like thing to do is to be as soft and gentle as gentle and lowly as possible that's what you're supposed to do that's the that's the proper christian thing to do and if we look around at churches this is very evident in in a lot of the men who are leading churches, a lot of pastors. They are the softest, uh, most nuanced, most winsome, most verbal, most um, emotionally in touch among us, rather than... Um, the guy with the calluses on his hands, the guy with scars from fighting battles, the guy you know who, before he gets up to preach on Sunday, fixes the air conditioner in the in the in the church sanctuary. You know, we're very much on the other side of the spectrum in that, and I would challenge anybody to demonstrate how that's not entirely true in in evangelical culture. Um, and so, in in that light, there is an appeal with regular pew sitters, especially men. I mean, men who. Um, they know because they're Christians uh, that they are supposed to, you know, kind of toe the line. But and yet there's like there's something in the back of their heads where they're saying something isn't right about this. I mean, the the the, the guys who are supposed to be shepherding me um, don't seem to understand me at all. They they seem to be um, lecturing me about um, rounding off any um, traditional masculinity. Um, they seem to be much more concerned about that than they are about fighting the very clear um, theological and cultural wars in front of us. They seem to be afraid to offend people. And that, as a, not only as a man, but also as a discernment-minded believer, is offensive. It offends the masculine sensibility, and it should. And so there, there is a, an appeal in Reformed circles that unapologetic... Um, uh, you know, an unworried, unafraid discourse is going to have, uh, when we're more afraid about he used no-no words than we are about um, those who are teaching falsely or um, avoiding the hard issues or pallying around and cooperating with those we know to be false teachers, we've lost our way. I, I Frankly, I don't even want to have the conversation with anybody, or, or at least I, I, um, I'm unwilling to have the conversation with anybody about what, what um, exact uh, words we're using or how we characterized um, something like that until we have put the fire out that is going on in the house of evangelicalism. Uh, you know, so, so, so Kevin DeYoung's article bugged me on that on that basis, because he's like, well, Doug used this word with asterisks, and this word, and this word, and this word, out of context, of course. I mean, there's not really any any reference to why he may have used those words. It's just the words are no-no words, and we shouldn't do that. And if I did that, I'd be in trouble. And... And again, no mention of doctrine, no mention of theology, no mention of the elephant in the room of evangelicalism. Instead, we're worried about, um, you know, we're, we're worried about the, the mode in which, uh, or the, the, the tools with which, uh, rhetorical tools with which someone like Doug Wilson is identifying that elephant. So that, that, that bothered me, and, and, I, and I said so. Um, and, then, and then the next day, it's, it's like, and you know, I'm just shaking my head. Gabe Rynch, who is a, a, a Moscow guy, uh, decides to throw out on social media a, a tweet labeling any church where grape juice is served for communion or the Lord's Supper versus versus actual wine. Um, I'm, I'm, I would have to assume alcoholic, a higher alcohol content wine versus grape juice is analogous to an unmasculine use of a baby bottle and nipple with milk in it. And he throws this out there um, and I'm thinking, number one, you that misses the point of communion entirely. But number two, you're just picking a fight to pick a fight. You're just putting out something on social media you know is going to get people riled up and arguing with one another and fighting over um, it, like a tertiary issue at best. At best, it's a third tier issue. Realistically, it's probably not an issue at, at all. I mean, we have we have churches that don't even know um, they they get the the core uh, purpose of communion wrong, and you're worried about what they're using um, to represent the blood of Christ, whether it's alcoholic wine or Welch's grape juice, that's that's the concern. And what, what you have to realize is he didn't say this because this was a, a primary concern of his even. He, he said this uh, just to get attention, just to rile people up, just to just to start a food fight, and so when when Kevin DeYoung says, hey, this is part of the this sort of hyper masculine reformed brand, he's onto something. And I say that as much to myself and and, and protestia potentially as anybody else, that we have to be very careful that that to check our hearts. And I've said over and over and over again, you can't judge other people's hearts. You can judge the fruit. You can judge their actions and their words and their confession, but the heart—heart—is something that uh, only God sees. And yet, each one of us can see our own hearts. Each one of us um, can look at our own motivations and why we're doing what we're doing. And that—that that needs to be, um, you know, something that we're regularly practicing as we engage online. Why am I doing this this way? What is the purpose? Is this—is this? Is this um, is what I'm doing here really fulfilling what I would tell people I'm trying to do here? And I don't want to. I don't want to judge G- Gabe's heart. I'm only looking at what he did and and saying that hey, this is a, a a waste of our time right now. There are so many more important things we need to be discussing than what what exactly the alcohol content should be in the symbolic drink we use. To remember, memorialize, and proclaim the Lord's death in communion. And what 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 you have to realize from this is this is a consistent pattern with those guys because it's part of the brand. You know, Kevin DeYoung had that right, um, basically saying that that and and I've spoken about this before that it's it is a it is a technique. Sort of um, having food fights like this is a technique to basically establish their brand as the most masculine reformed brand on the internet, and it's there's a reason why we're not talking about theology, why we're not talking about doctrinal distinctives, while we're not we're not even particularly. I know somebody might say, hey, you know, the communion wine versus grape juice is a practical distinction. It's a it's a distinction in practice. Um, Yeah, but it's not an important one. It's not, it's not something that should, I would argue, it's not something that, that um, anybody should change churches for or something like that. And, and so we're, we're ignoring the deeper distinctives here, the things that we should be um, talking about. We're, we're focused on each other when we could be spending our time focused on the larger issues that um, we should be fighting um, against side by side. And so, I mean, so I guess it gets under my skin a little bit for that reason as, as somebody who is now for, um, you know, a little while now sort of had the helm of a larger, more well-read, um, more focused on, um, discernment and polemics ministry. Uh, I don't want, I don't want to ever be credibly accused of doing something just, just for the purpose of building Protestia's brand, just for the purpose of, um creating a you know a stir to get attention for myself or for you know this website if we truly believe that god giveth he he giveth and he taketh away and that that we really are engaged in spiritual battle more than practical um on the ground battle and i and i believe that even as much as we do need to culture war and as much as these things were called to be obedient and unashamedly proclaim the truth and and fight for righteousness um the, the ultimate battle is still happening within the spiritual realm. And so, um, for every time that I'm tempted to grab, uh, the reins from God for whatever I'm doing as a Christian in ministry, whether it's protestia or in the local church or in my family or, or the people that, that, um, I engage with on a, on a daily basis, every time I'm tempted to say, um, Hey, I can, I can strategize this better. I can, I can, um, and you know, I can, I can compromise in this little area, and change my motivation from um, a necessary proclamation of truth or a necessary engagement with false ideas and argumentation to um, I just need to get more attention. Hey, if if Protestia's YouTube channel only had only had more more subscribers or um if if we only had more paying patrons or if we only had more eyes on the twitter feed or or whatever and oh i i know a way to get that let's start some food fights let's 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 um let's call people pansies and wusses over uh, what they use for communion or whatever whatever the the you know um issue du jour is for that day to get people pointed at each other. And I I couldn't help but notice, I I realize I'm being pretty critical of Gabe Wrench here. Um, I say this as somebody who has um, been very supportive, and we have published articles in support of him multiple times, very supportive of his um, standing up for um, the freedom to worship uh, publicly the freedom to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, um, out in public without, without fear of, um, uh, retribution from the government. That was a great thing. We were very supportive in, and and thanking the Lord, uh, that victory was won in that situation. And we, and we published it as such. And so, so I, I say that this is somebody who's been very supportive, um, and certainly Protesty has been very supportive of him, um, over the last couple of years, but like, this kind of stuff is just it's you're wasting all of our time man can i say it that way you're wasting our time there there are more important fights to be had which is why like he's a smart guy he knows that he knows that this is not this is not um at the fore of what what people need to be spending their time on and yet he's decided to leverage this little issue in order to what because he needs to call everybody a sissy, it's not about that. He doesn't need to call everybody a sissy or or hey, you're unmasculine you're you're drinking from a baby bottle, milk from a baby bottle if you use grape juice as your symbol um, during communion. I mean that despite the fact that this, it's that's just nonsense it's the fact that he tied it to masculinity is why I think this is about building the brand. like he knows very well that there is a um, a, a vulnerability in the marketplace of Christian masculinity. And this is an attempt to uh, curb the market. <laughs> this is an attempt to, to establish um, Moscow as the most credible source of, of Christian masculinity and, um, and, and full expression of, of what it means to be uh, a man uh, fighting for the kingdom um, it's like I said, it's brand building. And I'm not saying this to say, no, actually the, you know, what protestia does or, or our doctrinal positions or our way of doing things is actually the most masculine way of doing it. The, the real men are over here at protestia, um, baptizing believers instead of sprinkling heathens. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm like, I might say that from, from time to time, but that's not the point of this. The point is that we got, we have to be Very careful as Christians engaged in this debate that our our tribalism our brand building does not overshadow um, The common mission that we are all on together Um, It's I, I realize that there is sometimes strategy to be engaged in and and thought about when it comes to public engagement and especially publishing and, and things like this, um, but we cannot forget. We should not forget that none of that, um, none of that matters, or none of that supersedes. None of that is more important than the greater mission of spreading the gospel and proclaiming the truth of God's word and fighting for that. And so, I mean, you know, some of you will probably see. It, certainly, if you read down my social media activity, it'll be like he seems to like things from everybody and all all sorts of tribes all over the board. He seems to he he liked something that Doug Wilson said. and he liked something that um, um, Scott and Annual said from uh, G3. Like he liked liked a Josh Bice tweet. He he liked something that Michael Fallon said, and then he turned around and liked something that uh, William Wolfe said or w- whatever. I'm just naming people um, that. You know, And all of these people, I would probably have little disagreements with all of them, some, some bigger than others, but um, because I have every reason to believe that all of those people and, and a lot of the other people that I haven't mentioned on that list, <laughs> that little short list, are Christians, that's my tribe that's my tribe my tribe is is brothers and sisters in christ it's not this ministry or that ministry or or those baptists over there those presbyterians over there i mean yeah it's obviously i'm a baptist i'm a i'm a, I'm a baptist uh calvinist premillennial. um i'm you know one step to the side of phil johnson and john macarthur if that very, very close to what those gentlemen would would be promoting in all areas of doctrine, just to throw out an example, and yet um, that that is not my tribe versus other expressions of true Orthodox Christianity, even when we disagree on on you know pretty big issues. Um, you know, I have a lot of um, Presbyterian brothers and sisters whom I love and am excited to uh fight alongside and yeah we, we will have the friendly discussions from time to time over over baptism over church governance um over uh you know covenant theology things like that but at the end of the day they're brothers and sisters in christ and we need not we must not forget the main mission the mission is not to build our platform the mission is not to build our brand it's not to make make um, protest you know, the biggest the biggest uh, uh, rooster in the hen house it's not to it's not to uh, you know be the um, the the most pure expression of polemics and discernment ministry you know the 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 ones who will say the stuff nobody else would say just because we want to say the stuff nobody else will say it's to be faithful to the word faithful to the mission faithful to the spread of the gospel and polemics and discernment ministry is profoundly evangelical, if we rightly understand that there are um, there are more. I would argue this: there are there are more professing Christians out there that actually don't know Jesus and are not saved than there are um, professing Christians that are saved. The 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 gate and the path is wide that leads to destruction. The gate and the path is narrow that leads to righteousness. I mean, Christ put a. Uh, a a mathematical binary determiner on this. God's people have always been a remnant. and so we do polemics and discernment ministry as much to reach the lost who are among us, the lost, the unsaved, the those who don't know Christ who are among us professing Christ, thinking they know Christ as we do for the um, the outside world, so to speak, those who are outside of, the the visible church outside of the you know church culture um they're not going to church with you on sunday yeah i mean some of what we do is very valuable for them but it is much more valuable i would argue um that we parse the truth of the gospel versus false gospels for those who are listening to us for those who are already um in the conversation for those who might take seriously um the the words of a you know um an Amy Byrd or a, or a Beth Moore, or, um, take seriously the, the words of, uh, departed, uh, um, Rachel Held Evans, you know, just to throw out some names, um, some of these other progressive characters that you find on social media promoting a, an apostate, uh, brand of Christianity. And so we get in there and we, we, um, argue against it. And we bring to bear the power of God's word, the truth of God's word against these false teachers for the purpose of reaching, um, professing Christians who may not actually know Jesus Christ with the true gospel. That's why we do what we do. And we're all supposed to be doing it together. So I I would say, you know, to, to, to close it out, I am being critical of those and I will continue to be critical of those who, um, start fights and just to get attention and and are they take their eyes off the prize and put it on the prize of building their own platforms we we're going to keep being critical of that and yeah that's you know me not specifically pushing to push this platform push protestia um you know, make waves and try to get everybody's attention and, and, and build it will likely lose us, um, some audience, some growth in, in the short term. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. That doesn't bother me. Um, God gives the increase. And if we're being faithful, um, he will choose to either increase or decrease the specific influence of this ministry. And guess what? His, his purposes will be accomplished with or without us with or without, you know, with a big protestia or with a small protestia or with no protestia at all. God's purposes will not fail to come to pass. That's the that's the kind of battle that we are involved in. So um, I hope this has been valuable for you, this discussion. Stay tuned to Protestia for all your latest, of course, in Christian polemics and discernment news. Thank you so much for listening to the Bully Pew podcast. Um, have a good rest of your week. Go to church on Sunday and gather for worship with the saints if you happen to be in Colorado perhaps I will see you there as always Semper Reformanda